What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big. Mm-hmm. Abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the... Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn Podcast. I am the great and powerful Mr. E. And I am joining you today, Stop Jay. With the mic. I'm fiddler. I'm fiddling, Jay. Fiddling with my mic, Jay. And together, we're going to make this week all about me. <laughs> Wait, this whole week? It's, uh, or I was going to try to do Britney Spears, but. Oh, it's going to be. Yeah. And you do it. Me. May. Just say May. It's. May. It's gonna be May. Yeah, so you guys have been asking for my Bigfoot encounter because I it is episode three, I believe, episode one and episode three. Well, we yeah we touched on it in episode one, but and we kind of did it in episode three. Right, the whole thing was three, yeah. But it needs a re- it needs a refresh, it yeah. needs a retelling, yeah. So with these now up, you know, nicer mics we and, got, and yeah, oh yeah, but and, we've had for a while now. But back then we did not, yeah. And I'm gonna try to do my best because. I just realized as I'm getting older, like stuff is starting to get smashed together. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I wrote it out to kind of help Eric. I think Eric's, uh, stop. Sorry. Eric's podcast, uh, uncomfortable has probably my best retelling of it. Okay. And I think he always will. 
because I had it all written out really well, and I actually typed up like you were prepped for it. You were yeah, and practicing. My brain has problems. I think anyone that's been listening for a while knows that. that. Yeah, but hey, uh, before we get into it, we have our top of house stuff. Now, first off, go to our YouTube page. Please subscribe. There's going to be much more new content available on there. It slowly start rolling in. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Another thing is that we may have something like a a GoFundMe or one of those kind of websites here in the next couple weeks. Uh, so watch for that kind of stuff. We'll do a whole little special episode about it, I think. Or maybe not a special episode, but like there'll be an episode pops up on the podcast page that may be like 20 minutes long kind of explaining our ideas with that. An informative podcast. Yes. Uh, cause there's new stuff happening. Plus, you know, the new studio and stuff like that, but there's also other new stuff happening. That's it's always exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, if you're coming to a show, let us know. Like in a week, we ha- a week and a half ish. We have the Ohio Bigfoot conference. Ooh, I'm excited. Please. If you're coming to that, let us know. Yeah. I know, uh, Michael Whiteley's coming, Rachel and Sean. I know there's other people coming and I'm forgetting. I just know those, those, that group specifically. Right. The core, some of our core. Yeah. Michael's been a part of the podcast for a long time, you know. Yeah. You know, he's always kind of there, watch, liking stuff, watching stuff, lurking, lurking. <laughs> he's actively called us while he's at work before. That's true. Yeah, that is true. We're I like, forgot about we're that. We were like, "What's in that background? Yeah, what is going on?" Like, oh, there's a car in the air. Yeah, I'm working. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you might want to focus on that. Yeah. Uh, but no. So we have some. If you're coming, let us know. I try to learn faces, but yeah, you will see us there. That's a hundred percent sure. I already bought my liquor. Scary, yeah, it's scary because I know you'll probably buy more before we a get little there. bit. I have one more thing <laughs> I want to get. I knew it, but you know it's it's party weekend. It is. We're it May May sixth. I'm glad we're not speakers at the Ohio Bigfoot this at least this year. It's probably a good thing. It's just it's the Ohio Bigfoot to me is always like the party conference for yeah, us for us. And yeah. it's not not that it is like it's got some of the biggest names in the Bigfoot community that come and speak every year. It's a great. It's a super awesome conference. But for us specifically, it's a good hangout sesh with all, like listeners and friends of the show and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. Yep. And we, as long as we don't have a waterfall this year. Right. Let's hopefully we avoid that. Uh, but yeah, if you're coming, let us know. If you want to contact the show to share a story or anything like of that nature, email is the best way, and that's cryptids of the corn podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, the Harding Bigfoot one is still active, uh, but you know that's we're trying to use the cryptids one as the main. We're transitioned to something new. It's yeah. always ever changing. This podcast it has it's always to be. growing. Yes, it has to be or you die. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. New Patreon members. Ooh, and we just we just did Patreon Mango a couple weeks ago, and that was so much fun. It was a blast. There were some issues, but but it was fun. It's a learning experience. If Cryptids of the Corn doesn't have a hiccup, it's not a Cryptids of the Corn thing. That's true. It's just impossible. There's always a few kernels missing on There's this always corn a cob. Kernel missing. Uh, no, Sam Fairley. Welcome, Sam. Welcome, Sam. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. So yeah, if you guys like to join the Patreon, there's links below. Uh, we appreciate all the support. We do like we do like monthly. We try to do monthly meets where we either watch videos together or we do a game or something like that. We give prizes out a lot. Right. Patreon's a, like a, a ball of fun. Right. It's just a way for us to you know we give you opportunity to like, hang out like with us online yeah, and we give tickets away on Patreon. All stuff sorts like, of like always Brett, giving away prizes. That's how Brandon got his tickets for. That's right. Uh, Encounter Quest. Yeah, Encounter Quest was through Patreon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, guys. 
we had four four prize winners at bingo oh, uh, yeah. this past weekend that we just hosted and so those will be going out soon as well that's on jay right yeah we just gotta assemble we'll figure out what we're actually giving them mm-hmm. uh so you ready to get into it oh and now when i said why this week's gonna be about me is the patreon episode this week is gonna be my shadow person encounter Ooh. so i made the whole week about me that'll be that's an interest are you gonna go into more detail on this one I, this one I have to be so I wanted to make that clear at the front. We have locals that listen to this, mm-hmm. so I've had to remove and censor some of the stories. But on this episode, on this episode, I had to remove and censor some of the stories because we have people that, from Ada that listen to the show, right, right, right. That know the people that are in the story. This Bigfoot one or the Shadow Person? The Bigfoot one, right? Exactly. Okay, Shadow Person. Where I'll use names because that's on Patreon. That's behind a paywall. So right, there can be a little more details in that yeah. one. I'll, I'll I'll point it. Laugh at people on that one. I'll be like, it's them. <laughs> be careful. Now, so 2011, 2012 is the the main crux of the Bigfoot encounters that led to a sighting. Uh, and I've talked about this in partial, you know, through the last couple seasons here and there. So you guys have all heard pieces and stuff of the story. But many of you haven't heard the full retelling of the story. So I'm going to try to do my best to retell it. So that's what we're starting right now, getting into yep. your story. And keep in mind, at this time... Uh, the, the, the 2012, 2013 was when my mom was going through cancer and stuff like that. Like very, uh, non-Hopkins lymphoma was type cancer and that has about a 50% survival rate. Mm-hmm. So it was a very tough time in our life. A lot of moving parts yes. going on. So uh, some of my memories do get foggy. So if I mess up something here and there, I'm, I apologize. Because there's people that have listened to every episode like several times over and I may mess up something. Right. We're bound to happen, you know. We're not perfect. Uh, but yeah, 2011 is the start of this. Um, so basically, we had a really large farm, horses, goats, chicken, a lot of chickens. They bred chickens competitively, uh, which is kind of a weird thing that comes up later. Uh, so I had some really high dollar chickens. I won't actually give a value on here because of the locals listening. Yeah. Uh, but they were ex- extremely expensive birds. Fancy birds. Yeah. But I also had normal chickens and stuff like right. that. We had horses, goats. Um, we had pigs every now and again, uh, again, but not very often. Mm-hmm. We had a very large farm. We had about 10 acres of like grass. And then we had about eight acres to 10 or no, 15 acres of woods. But this woods was a part of a much, much larger woods. It's one of the larger woods in our County, uh, which is not saying much for Northwest Ohio. No, I, everything's pretty sparse. And yeah. Patchy. Yeah. Like so, it's like my hair. You just—it's like a patch of woods every. No, come on, this—we're not talking Nevada. We got barren wasteland up here. We're not talking Nevada. And on the back of your property, you got there's this a tree. Nice patch of thick woods. But it's, it, but there was other farms <laughs> around here. We were the only house on this woods that had kids, had young young people. The rest of them were older farmer couples and stuff like that. Uh, so we play in the woods and stuff like that. But this first year, a bunch of small stuff started getting moved around. Everything from buckets being in the corner of the yard, all kinds of stuff. Now, I have three biological siblings, and I have two adopted siblings. And we all had our own animals, our own projects, and stuff like that. Uh, Our driveway was the longest driveway in Hardin County. It's about a half mile long. You couldn't see, like, it was really hard to see our neighbors. Yeah, because you got, like, kind of woods, a little bit of woods in front of you. Two of the sides were woods. Yeah. And two of the sides were field on the bottom of it. Like, but we had a hill. Right. So you still couldn't see out of the, like, we were in like a little cove. Right, yeah. Uh, but you had to drive through uh, this long driveway over a creek and through the woods <laughs> to, to Liter- our house. Literally. <laughs> yeah, that is how you had to get there. Uh, so it was really weird. 
so we small stuff started get happening. Uh, my dad built us a really big grain storage bin. Uh, and the lid on it was probably 60 or 70 pounds, so the littler siblings couldn't open it by themselves. I could. I was, you know, 15, 16, 17 at this, you know, through these years. Stout, strong male. No, I was oh. tiny. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm still, I'm not tall, but I'm just heavy now. You, you grew in another way. Yeah. Out. You grow out. <laughs> no, so it's, it's just like weird little stuff started happening. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, animal feed started going missing. Stuff was moved around. Uh, at this time, I did have a job, and this is the highlight story of the first year. Uh, this was 4th of July week, and I worked at McDonald's here in town. Um, it was a fine place to work, but I worked 4th of July weekend. We camped at Indian Lake, so we were gone almost every weekend. Uh, so it's 4th of July, I believe, on this week, fell on, like, on a Friday, or the, this year fell on like, a Friday. I may be wrong. You guys can look it up. But my, my family had already gone. I was a closer that night, so I got off at like 11, 11.30. Right, because you do close a little early on New Year's, or on 4th of July, I mean. It was all the holidays you close. It closes at 10. It takes an hour right. to close, right. like for us. Mm-hmm. So even though the McDonald's closed at 10 o'clock, we were, you know, most, most closers are there for an hour, hour and a half after. Right, yep. Uh, you know, cool and stuff. It's just cleaning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I get home. I drive down the driveway. I call my mom. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to come up tonight you know i'll just come up in the morning i've already missed the fireworks i'm real tired you know smell like grease i just want to go home i'm going to shower and i'll come up in the morning like okay so i get down this driveway and what's important for the story is our house is shaped like a u and what that means is the kitchen and the living room are the tips of the u and both of those are all glass facing into the woods uh Hopefully that's painting a picture for you. Does that make sense to you describing it? Oh yeah, to okay. me it does. I'm, I'm using you as my base, right? Because I've never I've seen your house from a distance or your old house, but yeah. never I've never been there personally. Yeah, don't advise it. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. So I get home and we had three dogs at this point. Uh, Sonny, he was a labradoodle. He's about 120 pounds. Uh, he had he had killed foxes, coyotes. He'd actually uh, attacked a guy that was screaming at my mom. So a very, very protective, large dog. We had Bailey, who was my my dog. He was a beagle, shepherd mutt. And then we had Clarice. And Clarice is still alive. Clarice is still alive. She's a zombie dog. She's incredibly old. And she used to be, she used to still live here with you. And, you know, shortly after she walked in on a live stream once and took a poo right on the floor. Right on, 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 on cam- camera. And then turned around and left. Mm-hmm, came right in here to poop. <laughs> Uh, she's still alive somehow i don't understand it karma's weird yeah so i i get home and i open the door to let the dogs out and the dogs don't come in the kitchen they're all standing in this like kind of hallway to go into the kitchen and i'm like that's weird but whatever so i start going in the living room and i start i close the door and i start going to the living room and as i start going to the living room these dogs are like following me pretty hard which isn't too weird for the two littler ones but uh it was kind of weird for sunny so I lay on the couch in the living room, which is all glass facing in the woods, too. As I lay down, uh, Bailey and Clarice get on top of me, which isn't odd, once again. But then Sonny kept, he keeps trying to get on top of me. He's not a lap dog. He wasn't like this. Uh, he helped my brother out with some stuff with uh, with his, basically his disability and stuff like that. Yeah. So this dog knew boundaries pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was really weird. So he, I knock him off, and he like lays right against the couch I'm on. Right, right, right where your feet would be. Yeah. So I start watching TV, and 
way off in the woods, I hear way, I mean, way off. I hear boom, boom, boom. It's 4th of July weekend. I'm just thinking like, okay, it's one of our neighbors, even though they don't have kids, you know, they probably have family in for the weekend, whatever. They're lighting off fireworks in the woods. You know, let's see, this woods is probably three or 400 acres. It's a big woods. So, yeah. So they, they, even though I have neighbors in the woods, they're like a mile and a half away. Right. So, you know, they, they may have kids or whatever. They're lighting off fireworks. Everybody's lighting off fireworks. Uh, about 10, 15 minutes pass. Boom, boom, boom. Another 10 or 15 minutes, Matt's boom, boom, boom. And it keeps going through, uh, you know, and it just keeps getting closer, closer. So the boom, booms get closer yeah. and closer. Okay. Always in sets three. So I call Nick. Nick is uh, my childhood best friend. Uh, he didn't live uh, against our woods, but he lived right down the road and he would go in our woods often. Uh, so I call him. I'm like, hey, are you in the woods? Somebody's out there. At this point, I think it's a hammer. Because it sounds more like a hammer hitting something. Less like fireworks. Yeah, the closer it gets. Yeah. Still very, very loud, but it sounds like a hammer. And he's like, no, we're in Pennsylvania. Uh, That's where the rest of their family are from, so they went down there for the weekend. I'm like, okay, well, somebody's kids are in the woods or something like that. They're screwing around. Uh, Not scared at this point. Uh, A couple more, I hear a couple more times. And then all of a sudden, there's this big tree in the corner of our yard. And you just hear, boom, boom, boom on that tree now i'm frozen because now it's there whoever it's, it sounds so loud and it's in the corner of our yard yeah whoever's making that noise it's right there what's freaking me out more is the dogs aren't making any noise and they're pushing hard against me they're completely silent silent and Sonny's freaking me out really bad because he was the bark dog he was the dog that like literally attacked somebody because they were screwing up my mom yeah he's quiet and he's pushing against me like i'm gonna do something yeah <laughs> and i keep mind i'm in an all-glass room the gun cabinet's in the next room I'm just too scared to move. And then a couple more minutes pass. And then we had the big, our barn was a a sheet metal barn. And you hear boom, boom, boom on the barn. Horses kick out. The horses are running around the pasture going nuts. Goats are out. They they actually broke out to get Mm. out of the barn. Uh, I'm so scared I can't move. Whether it's somebody or something, I don't know. Just I'm too scared. I don't want them to see where I am. Right. This room is all glass. I don't want to stand up because everybody can see. Right. I'm, I'm so scared, and the dogs are pushing harder, harder, harder on me. Then we had a, a, a car that was like 30 foot from the front door, and you just hear, boom, boom, boom on the car. I'm, I'm, I'm crying at this point. I, you know, I'm, I'm so freaked out. There's somebody right outside, like literally 30 feet from me. Yeah. At this moment, our, my aunt and uncle were actually living with us at the time. They come blaring down the driveway, playing music, stuff like that. Whatever it is, it takes off. I come out. I'm bawling. They get me and the dogs, and we go stay at my grandma's house, the house I live in right now. Uh, the next day, and this is where I got to remove a name. There's a man that lived near us. A retired military police, retired SWAT, a very uh, accredited man. Yeah. He came out. My dad, you know, obviously I told my parents, and they were, they were, yeah. he came out, and he, we were looking around. And on the barn, he said, somebody hit it with a sledgehammer uh, four times. And I'm like, no, it was three. And he's like, no, it was four. And dad's like, well, why do you think it was four times? He's like, well, there's four marks. And it had to be a sledgehammer because it's like eight foot up. Right. And the same thing on the Porsche, four marks. Uh, now, hindsight, there were it was three times in the same spot, but four knuckles. Right. Uh, because it was three times. I remember the noise. It was three times every time. It burnt in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. And anyways, so he comes out. and he, So that's pretty much the highlight of that year 
uh, stuff stopped around October. Like the what stuff? Like the be- stuff being moved around, the horse bin getting left open. But there was just constantly weird stuff happening around the property. And we were very convinced at this point it was a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dad was 100% convinced that somebody coming on our property messing with us. We were all convinced it was a man. Uh, my uncle at this point, uh, he didn't tell me this till many years later. But he's a big sports guy. None of us were. Yeah. And they had to live with us, and they have three kids of their own, so this house was very crowded for a couple of years. Oh, geez. So not only you and your brothers and sisters, your adopted brothers and sisters. My aunt, uncle, and their three kids. Also live there. Yeah. So five more. Yeah. Okay. So they had to, They had to. you know, he was a sports guy, but nobody else in the house was. Right. So he lost on that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so what he would do is he'd go down the, uh, the L in our driveway, and this was the same year of 2011. He'd go down that L... And he'd play whatever ball game on the radio. Like baseball or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. And he'd just sit there and listen to it. Because that's the only way he could, you know, enjoy it, you know, and didn't disrupt anybody else's. Because mm-hmm. there's only t- two TVs in the whole house. And no one bothering him, too, yeah. I'm sure. Right. It's just, you know, so that's what he would do. But he said one night, he kept seeing, like, he thought somebody was walking around and he was like, he's ready to catch whoever it was coming on our property. But he said they ran out and they slapped his, the tail of his car so hard the car bounced and they kept running. They ne- he never seen him. Wow. They ran by so fast, and then he took off down the driveway. We saw all seen him because he's only like three, 400 yards away. Yeah. So we see the car start leaving. We're like, where's Uncle Rob going? Yeah. It's like, you know, I don't know what time it is, but it, it's it's night. It's dark. You're right. Uh, and we're like, where's he going? You know, it's odd. So he leaves. He doesn't tell anybody. He said he wanted a milkshake. Like, when he came back, he's like, I just went in town to get a milkshake. Or whatever. You know, he went to go get something. something. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't tell me this till many years later, uh, when he's when we started talking about this stuff. Because nobody right. later on, you'll hear everybody was having stuff happen, and nobody was talking about it because everybody thought it was just happening to them. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and to just kind of corroborate that with someone else, someone else locally that that saved that. Okay, okay. That's my next year. Gotcha. I was just same experience. Yes. Yeah. What he had. Yes, but that was this. That was 2012. Yeah. So, like I said, all this... Oh, no, this is someone we haven't even talked about. Oh, this I thought is you meant a whole Greg. Other... No, not even him. Like, a... Okay. I was going to say, a whole... I'll just say it now, but uh, someone else we've never had on the show um, but told me after, you know, we started... People knew we did the podcast and stuff locally. They said it's about probably five miles from here. They were in their truck. Him and his buddy were in the woods. I've never heard this. Yeah. I I, I may have mentioned it to you on a drunk night, but... Oh, well, it, it doesn't matter. But uh, they were... Uh, drinking in the woods and they kept like and it was like afternoon or afternoon evening ish you know it was still light out but they kept kind of seeing stuff like out of the corners of their eyes but nothing and then they said they seen all of a sudden something slapped the back of their truck shook the whole truck exactly like what your uncle said and they didn't really see nothing but they heard something just running off like extremely fast i never heard that yeah that's what uncle rob told me Mm -hmm. and uncle rob is not he's a lawyer he's not this like he's yeah. just not this kind of guy mm-hmm. but he that that property made him a believer in a lot of stuff he never was you're right yeah uh it's just odd it's just uh, very he didn't odd. tell me this till years later right yeah and he because he didn't know we like anybody else had any things happen right uh, he's he don't want to be the crazy one he thought it was a guy that night like, like when he came and got me yeah you know he's the one that drove me into town mm-hmm. but 100 percent sure it was a man mm-hmm. so yeah anyways so, so back to your like uh, end of October, all this stuff stops happening. The Activity rain bin stops being left open. The buckets and so when I say stuff being moved around, I mean like buckets and pieces of wood and stuff are being put in corners of the pasture and 
mm-hmm. it was really weird. And now looking back, it was most likely structures for whatever reason. Whatever. Maybe they were trying to communicate well, something. I or... don't. I don't even know. I don't think it. I don't think it was. Or I maybe think it, it was so, just screwing around. Maybe it saw you guys moving stuff around, so it's like, well, that's what they do. They move playing it around. around or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so 2012. This is when stuff kicks up. Uh, I start having very expensive chickens going missing. So these chickens, I had like 400 birds at the time. So I wouldn't noticing. I wouldn't have noticed if other birds were going missing. But these chickens were in a coop that had an electrified fence. Mm-hmm. These chickens did not go missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only way to get into them was with a hand, like human hands. Right. Like as far it had as- a door and it had a locked egg box, and they were being taken out of the egg box. Yeah. Uh, so we got a dog named Lucy. Uh, Lucy was a red healer. We got her from the Amish. She was a monster. A killer. Uh, she was. She was terrifying. <laughs> so this dog was evil. Uh, just, In a good way, though, right? Ish. I mean, she protected the farm, right? Yeah, but it's red healers are very unique dogs. Yeah? Don't get a red healer if you live in town. You will die. <laughs> you will, personally? Yeah, because it'll or eat you. you. Oh, okay, gotcha. They need a job. They need, yeah. they need to do stuff. Right, yeah. But she knocked our horse down one time. So what red healers will do is they know what... So horses put all their weight on one leg at a time so they can kick with the other three. Hmm. So she would watch to see what leg it was, and that's the leg she'd bite and draw blood on. Jeez. And then it takes a minute to switch. Yeah. She'd back off and see what leg, and then do that. And so she finally knocked... We've seen her knock a, like a 1,200-pound horse over, 30-pound dog. Jeez. So what she started doing uh, is she would patrol the wood line at, at night. So we had this big pasture. She'd walk the edge... Uh, and she was awful, like, for animals to deal with. Right. She's awful yeah. in a good way. She was... Yeah. So one day she came up to the house, and she was covered in blood. And we thought something tore her up. We, you know, we couldn't find a scratch on her. We found two dead coyotes in the woods. Yeah. She murdered two coyotes. That One was a lot bigger than her. Yeah. And she had the guts out and everything. Jeez. And, like, uh, and it's weird, like, but she put everything in the barn. One day we had a whole bunch of deer in the barn because like, they were in the pasture, and she put him in the barn because that's who you animals go in barn at night. Anything that's not supposed to be here stays out in the woods. Yeah. And these deer were in the pasture with the horses, so they were forced into the barn. She chased, she corralled them into mm-hmm. and forced them into it. And she would eat chickens at night if the chickens wouldn't go in. Oh, okay. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. The the rules in her head were very weird. She's very disciplined. Very very disciplined. We're very weird rules in this dog's head. <laughs> Before I go on to this next part, because it's kind of the big part, the very large structures were now being made with car hoods and like saw horses and big piles of wood. It was insane the, the level of these piles, and we're all at each other's throats. So because, it, was a, it was the same type of activity, but, but just much ramped more up. exaggerated. Yeah, and I guess this was more before Lucy. We got Lucy uh, that by that year of 2012. Right, and we're blaming each other because life's already hard. Mom's sick, and now one of we think one of us are making life a lot harder for everybody else. Yeah. So we're at each other's throats, and then there's a whole thing that we think there's a guy coming on the property. Yeah. Uh, my sister Sarah said he was in the corn one night, and she seen a man walk through the corn. Really? Yeah. I never and heard that. I maybe I've left it out. Maybe I don't yeah. know. I know I didn't talk about it because I didn't ask her permission for Tony's show. Right. Right. Uh, I think I did bring it up in Eric's though. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so she's seen a guy, but anyway, it's weird. It's a lot of weird stuff happens So Lucy, and that kind of stuff kind of stops for a month. Uh, After but, you get Lucy? So, yeah, but before I move on, 
there was two big stadium lights that my dad put up in the yard because we'd work the horses at night and stuff like that. Right. And then we'd have these trails cut into the woods for four-wheelers and horseback riding. Mm-hmm. So these trails had no trees in them. You know, they're like big holes into the woods. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code staple two zero. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So uh, Lucy got into the habit of she wouldn't chase things into the woods. Like after they got in, she'd stop. The problem was if an animal would run right up the first tree it got to in the woods. Yeah. And she'd stay there and bark all night. So me and Luke would have to go down and knock it out of the tree for her to kill. Yeah. Because that's just, she'd stay there all night and bark constantly. Until it was gone yeah. or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this one night, she's barking. It's really late. And so me and Luke go get like a baseball bat and a golf club out of the garage. And we start walking down. And Lucy's standing right in front of the hole in the woods, the, one of these trails. And I get about 30-ish feet away, and I see it. And I'm like, Luke, stop. But he was already, he'd already seen it. Looking down at Lucy were these giant chartreuse eyes. And you could see them blinking really slow, open and looking at the dog. Blinking slow, open and looking at the dog. About. Blinking slow, turned up, and it's looking right at me and Luke. Yeah. And I say, don't, don't run. I Don't run. So... We start to move back, and we were running and crying. We got in the woods, and I'm 17. Luke's almost 16 at this time. Uh-huh. We're in tears. Right, by the time you got back to the house. Yeah, so we come, Dad gets a shotgun, and Lucy's still barking at the spot. We stand on the front porch. It's probably 100 yards away. 
And dad stands right in front of the hole. Lucy's still standing right there. Barking? Barking. Yeah. Now There's no shape there. I was going to say, did you see, when you seen the eyes, did you there was, see? You could see this monstrous shape. Yeah, just the shape. But the way that the light was casting, you couldn't see into it. Right. This thing had typical big shoulders, just giant, this giant shadow. Yeah. This giant hulking thing. And so dad goes right to the spot and he's like, you MFR, you've scared my kids. You've tortured us for two years. You know, I'm done. We're done with this. You got to come out of the woods and count of three. Or I'm going to start shooting into the woods. And of course he counts to three. Nobody comes out. And so he aims to the top of the trees, like up into the canopy and shoots 10 feet back in the woods. It sounds like a bison is ripping through the forest. And he, dad falls as he's running back. He's running up to the house. And all dad would say is it's, it's not, it's not a man. And dad's listening, so hopefully dad remembers that the same way. Me and him have talked about it many times. Yeah. Uh, and then we kind of stopped talking about it. Uh, that was the end of it, though. Dad, no more sightings. We did move out that year, though. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I said... How long after that did you move? The end of that year. So that was maybe July. So you still lived there? You know, another four or five months. That's still quite a long time. And you had no activity in that time? No. Uh, but we were getting rid of animals left and right. We yeah. were. My mom was very, very sick. And right. It just... You were transitioning to a new house yeah. regardless, but yeah. you didn't have any more like stuff, structures moving in the house. You didn't have nothing stealing your animals anymore. No, but other things, which we'll talk about on Patreon, started happening much mm-hmm. more dramatically, mm-hmm. which were worse. Right. It, it almost makes you wish you still had that. I had to take in the Bigfoot over the other thing Yeah, every day. So I guess before we keep moving ahead too far, but there's that's basically the entire that's it. encounter. I mean, yeah, yeah there was a... T- it was... A lot of small stuff leading up to that. Event. Right. It built up to actually seeing yeah. what you saw. So, and you didn't see nothing in great, like, specific, you know, no, detail. No, I didn't see didn't hair. See I didn't see nothing like that. Hands. No. But I seen, seen a big hulking shape. thing. Yeah. With the, and the eyes were massive and they were far apart. I'm going to. Yeah, I was going to say. And I was I, young, so it's hard. You know, that was 10 years ago. That was yeah. over 10 years ago. Right. Which would have put you at. What? 16 to 17. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd have been 17 because it was in July-ish. Okay. July, August. I remember it was middle to late summer. Okay. Uh, it was hot out. You know, it was maybe it was like 11 o'clock. Yeah. And it was just getting dark at like 10. Right, right. Uh, you know, and this is it almost... It was big. So, oh, I did forget something. We had my adopted brother come out the next day, and uh, Michael's like 6'5". Yeah. And he stood in the spot, and this th- he would he had to reach his hand as high as he could to be about where me and Luke seen the head. Where the eyes were. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, it was massive. Yeah. And you you guys didn't, I'm sure you didn't even think to look for like footprints no, or anything. No, no. And Bigfoot, and I wanted to be a biologist. Bigfoot, do, biologists don't believe in Bigfoot. Yeah. I, I, I was, we didn't talk about it for years. You know, it just, it kind of, it was weird. And I don't know if it's the mix of mom having cancer at the same time. Plus, it really freaked us all out. And we were having other stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of got lost in the wash, and then we just stopped talking about it. Right. A weird thing, though, looking back, is that we would never be in our own woods at night. Oh, subconsciously. Even before this ever happened. Even before this. Yeah. And we would go coon hunt other woods, and we had plenty of coons in our woods. Mm-hmm. But you just never hunted We'd never your hunt woods. them at night. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, looking back, we realized that I, whether it was subconscious, but the woods felt weird. Uh, Nick even said, you know, our woods felt different. And Nick would stay the whole, like, he would he lived in the woods. Yeah, he'd camp out all night. But he said this area feels different. Yeah. Ain't that weird? And whether it's the Bigfoot or something else, uh, 
I mean, could be both. It, I, I, they may be byproducts of the same thing. Yeah, they might be. And we'll get more of that on Patreon just because of names and stuff. It's and it's, a current. It's a personal thing too. That, I don't. That doesn't bother me as much as the other people involved in the story. Cause right. It's not, yeah. That's not for me to share publicly. Right. That makes sense. Uh, a lot of weird stuff though. Oh, it's, but so. Like I want to go back there. I know you don't, but I would like to. I would never go back. You couldn't force me. See, I would. I would. Well, because I never had the experience. I just want to feel. I just want to kind of walk, take a stroll through it, and just see if I feel anything, see anything. And then we moved here, and it's it's something. I think we got the weight of that house. Uh-huh. The weight of the area we yeah. got used to. Oh yeah. And you, we came here into a very blessed home. Yeah. It was. It was like hundreds of pounds have been lifted off you. It really? Was, it was so weird. Hmm. Hmm. That's so, so, it's just an odd, ex, not experience, but just an odd feeling to talk about even. Like, yeah. To, try to describe that. Right. It's, so f- fast forward to now we do this stuff. Now we publicly talk about it. Now we, we start researching. Uh, Greg from one of our episodes. Which is a great episode. Two miles down the road, the same summer, had his encounter. Yep. With a Bigfoot of the same size. And if you haven't... Two miles down the road. from Yes, from your house, from your sighting. And then if you go on the BFRO, and I believe it's 2012, in Hardin County, Ohio, that's the only sightings we have. Yeah. And, and there's like so eight of them. You, I, I, yeah, I was going to say, you guys can't be the only ones then there. was and like there. eight sightings in Hardin County that year, and that's it. Like and, There's no other hard, sightings before or after. And I was just told recently about a story... Uh, what was that? What year? 2012 is when 12. Like, the, the big thing, but 2011. So someone just told me, I'm trying to think the year. They've said about 2005 to mm-hmm. seven. I can't remember if one of those two years, an odd number, but in that time frame. So what, four years earlier, mm-hmm. they had a sighting, a personal sighting that, you know, they don't really tell anybody because people think they're crazy, but uh, probably probably four or five miles from your house. Yeah. Like not far at all. Like, uh, and they said, you know, a tall, dark, f- they thought it was, they were just driving by and they thought they seen a figure walking along the wood line on the other end of this field. You know how it is mm-hmm. here. You get long field, then you get that patch of woods. They thought it was just like a really big guy and like covered in head to toe Carhartt, like dark, dark brown, like really dark brown Carhartt. Maybe that's what they, but they said no vest on, hood was up if it was a man, but it, it was a very large man, but. And looking, and they don't think it was. And we've we've shared the farmer story too. The yeah, local farmer, the local farmer that saw one here, and I believe that was, and like oh five, oh six. It's in that same time frame. So I don't know if it was just this was a hot moving ground or so that maybe it was just one really active like. Well, give me one second before we get into speculations. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. Right, right, right. Uh, my cousins Avery and Emily, I believe it was, had. A separate thing happened with the Bigfoot. I, at least I feel the Bigfoot. The, that big dead tree in the corner of the yard that it hit in my encounter. Yeah. They were out during the day. And it was, the tree is dead, but the plants around it, you know, it had horseweed and stuff like that. So really tall, you know, horseweed late summer gets 10 to 12 foot tall. Yeah. I mean, there could be a buffalo in there and you wouldn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had, it said it looked like it got hit by a car. What? The whole tree. And okay. the tree shook. Oh, okay. It dirt broad daylight, and they yeah. like they Avery's getting out of his car, and they're like, and then it went boom, Dang. and they ran into the house, and they Dang. got their dad and stuff like that. We weren't home, and I think that was eleven. I want to mm-hmm. say that was eleven. Okay. 
Uh, but that's once that's not my story. So it's I don't I think it was eleven, right? But we were all convinced it was a man. Yeah, like the stuff. It's hard to explain. The stuff was happening. It had to be a person doing it. Well, and now that we know that, well, we'll find out more on Patreon about the supernatural elements of Ugh. whatever was going on. But I, I do wonder, and we'll have to say that for Patreon. We really will. To it's more see how I'm much sorry, those lines cross. I'm sorry that it's that. It just it's just because of the dames involved. Right, right, right. But I mean, it's a whole separate story too. So like, yeah, but it's intertwined. Uh, yeah, I think. I think so too, to uh, a degree. So let's talk about what we think happened here. What I, at least I think yeah. happened here over the years. Uh, so most Northwest Ohio Bigfoot sightings happen early spring, late fall. I don't believe we have a resident population. We're pretty much cornfields. I think we do have a migrating population or a seasonal population. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know of an apple orchard and stuff like that that has very similar encounters. Well, we just also did an episode about the black cats of the UK. Mm-hmm. And how, and we talked about how one cat can t- take up a 150-square-mile radius. Yeah. So if we did have you know a residential, quote-unquote, population... They might cover a very vast. Yeah, and they, I think they would. I area. Think I think I'd have. I I go with the three hundred square miles. Right. Yeah. So if we if we had one sticking, I up. just don't think we have what's considered a residential population. Right. And I agree with you. I agree with you. But what I think happened here. So, anyways, I think they moved through the area. All the evidence suggests that this this kind of north this Midwest northern belt. It's a traveling ground. Yes. Or they move migration. They go south for. The, Maybe not the winter, but they go south and they go north. They don't stay in our area very long. They're following food. Yeah, food. They could be following winter. They could be going to breeding grounds. Yeah. There's all kinds of reasons they could be moving. It doesn't have to be weather. Because everybody's like, why are they moving? Because the weather. They live in Alaska and stuff like that. Secret government alien meetings, headquarters. They may be traveling to. But to that comment (laughs) of, like, why, you know, they live in Alaska. Why do they have, they're not, I'm not saying that they are, they don't, they can handle the weather fine. Right, 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 right. But, like us... Would you rather spend, if you had the choice, would you rather spend the winter in Tennessee? Right. Or would you rather spend it in Michigan? Right. And shoot, they might even be swapping. They might be going north for winter or yeah. north for summer and south for winter. Right. That's what or, I think's happening. Wait. Yes. Or the that's other way correct. around. Yeah, I guess but so. I think they follow the food line, the spring line back, and I think they follow the, the fall leaf down. So they mm-hmm. still for cover and stuff like that. Anyways, what I think we had was what I believe, and this is all my speculation, a juvenile male, because he was in that eight foot range, seven to eight foot range. Uh, a juvenile male that stopped migrating with his family unit. Okay. And because I do believe they have a, a language, and I believe that they have stories of humans are bad, you know, humans are dangerous. Yeah. So we don't stay in these areas where they can find us very easily, very like for very long. Right. But he literally every house around that had chickens every house around that had rabbits every house around that had horse grain hey he was eating a bunch of our horse grain uh which is just molasses it's sugary it's really sweet Mm -hmm. so in my uh, thought process he probably was like well why do why should i have to walk all the way down to southern ohio when i can stay here right and have a buffet yeah, exactly. There's clean water. We had all the creeks. We had tons of creeks on our property and springs. Yeah, I was going to say there's springs back there, wasn't there? Yeah, we had springs uh, and we had plenty of food and there's areas back there you could hot. So I think that's what was happening here. And I think in the winter, he'd migrate with them back wherever they were from. Because hmm. uh, then he'd come back and he'd stay for the summer. It's his vacation home. That's what I think. I think he stopped but stopped doing the full migration with, with his unit, mm-hmm. whether it's a family, whether it's a troop, whatever. Or he's just his own. 
his own individual. Yeah. He just, you know. Yeah. And then I think that he, when dad, so he was only like 10 foot back from dad. Which is crazy to think about. He's just literally sitting there watching him. Yeah. He just stood back where you couldn't see him. Right. Yeah. And this monster, you know, in, in the, quotes. In the sense of, yes, a giant monstrous being. in size. and Yeah. yeah. And then once Dad shot in the air, I think all the stories that his species probably told him was yeah. true. Yeah. Like, they have these weapons. They have these things that will hurt you, will kill you. We did a whole episode on Times mm-hmm. Bigfoot has been shot. Mm-hmm. And they do die. I don't think it's easy to kill one. Don't get me wrong. Right. But right. they do die. Yeah. They, do die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that's why he he was done. Yeah, he like, probably went back to being whatever they normally do. Right, yeah. Like, okay, I got to move on. Like, not, not stealing chickens, you know. Yeah. Not doing this anymore. His cover's blown. So what happened with that encounter? Why? I think Lucy, the dog, was about three seconds from not being a dog. Yeah. Being pulp. Yeah. Because there's tons of stories of them kicking them and throwing them in the air and stuff like that. Snapping their necks, just tossing them back in the yard. So what was happening is Lucy was stopping him from getting back into the barn. Right. Covertly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think he waited as long as he was going to wait. And then that night, he was like, I'm going to get this dog. And he was looking at her. And then I don't think, you know, it was terrifying for us then. Yeah. I don't think he was going to hurt us. Yeah. Uh, I really don't think he was. And I say he because that's what I imagine. It was a male just from just giant, like, shoulders and head was just massive. Yeah. Uh, she had male you know vibes. What it, like the, the, it almost looked like the Iron Man Juggernaut costume silhouette. Iron Man Juggernaut? Yeah. Our comic book fans will know what that means. Like, if you look at the silhouette. Of Juggernaut? Yeah. Oh, from X-Men. No, the one he used, Iron Man built a suit to combat the Hulk, the Hulkbuster. Oh, shoot. Okay. I guess, yeah, or Juggernaut. I am mixing him up. Okay. But, yeah, that's kind of that Either way. silhouette of just. Big, hulking yeah. mass. I do think, so I think he was going to kill Lucy because he was done with it. Yeah. And. But, like, for the other dogs, why were they so freaked out that night? Did Meek pull into the driveway, push him off, and then he was working his way back the 4th of July night? Mm. Was it, he looking into the windows? Yeah. Freaking the dogs out? Already scaring them. Because I, I don't know. Because it's, yeah. like, something happened. Well, I mean. To why also, the dogs naturally, the other, the smarter dogs. Right, yeah. Because Lucy was not smart in the self-survival sense. Right, right. She just had kill mode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if, too, because you were freaked out, too, you know, whether it just be the knocking. Do you think, was there any chance it was just the knocking that freaked you out, or there, there any sort of form of infrasound that may have I don't think, incited panic? In I don't you? think for me, no. You I don't think so? No. Because okay. I didn't have nausea. I didn't. There's other things that go along with the infrasound. Uh, like exclusively? Like they're always hand in hand? Mostly. Mostly okay. for what we believe infrasound is, especially with other animals we see. Yeah. Nausea is definitely the thing. And then uh, lose, like most of the time you pee yourself you, or you vomit. Yeah. I just didn't know if there was a panic-inducing I that don't, makes you freeze. Not, not with that when I had the knocking. It was just the knocking because yeah. I thought it was a man. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have un, uh, unrelenting fear. Yeah, yeah. Hm. It was just like there's a guy outside. Right. He's literally right out there. I hear him. And it was the dogs that were freaking me out more than anything. Because they were. If Sonny was been, if Sonny would have been acting normal, I probably would have got a shotgun out of the gun safe. Right. Yeah. It was literally the next room. Right. But the fact that she was frozen and silent, mm-hmm. it's like, or he, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he, he was. Um, and this dog wasn't yeah. scared of much. Right. Yeah. That's good. That'd be like one of my dogs, like freaking out. It's, and you know what's crazy is because I had a pack of chows, um, and. 
you know, I never th- I've thought about this after you told your story and things like that. I may have said it on the our first talking about uh, reference to the story, but mm-hmm. I had a pack of chows, and one time I come home from work late at night, you know, middle midnight, maybe later. I don't remember. It was dark, but I'd always come home super late from work, and they they'd usually greet me, and then there was they were outside. There was at the time there was we had mom, dad, and then we had the four. So we had at least six chows outside, whether the dad, the dad was the only one that would go inside and out, but they were always very protective dogs, which chows are very protective, but we just let them run free outside. They kind of roam our whole property and did whatever they want. They were not scared of nothing. I mean, one time we had these two massive pigs escape wherever they were when you tell me the story and i come home from work and there was our dogs chasing these giant pigs around the yard like nipping at their tails running them crazy i'm like what is going on i had to crawl my dogs and get them inside just to let the pigs run free because they were going to kill these things but uh no fear and these pigs are like four times the size of them no fear just go running them crazy but i come home once and they all like came right up to me didn't bark like they normally do like bark when you come home or they just all came hovered right to me. I was going inside to my house. They all kind of followed me up to the door. I'm like, oh, like, this is weird. Usually you guys don't want to be inside, but they weren't. They were just like, t- tails were down, and they were just right on me. And it, I just thought it was weird, but I didn't think nothing of it. So I'm wondering if something was out there that just kind of spooked them, freaked them out, and like to a point where they're not doing their whole like roaming the yard. Usually if there's like a noise out there, boom, their heads snap over and they're going to go investigate and kill whatever it is. But they were eyes locked on me, like ready to follow me in the house. Odd. So uh, you've said eyes several times. It's what made me think about it. The eyes, the, the green eyes, the chartreuse eyes mm-hmm. were shine, not glow. Mm-hmm. All right. Cause I've been asked that before. Like ref- reflection. Yes. From yeah. the light, the very large lights that were facing. So these lights are facing towards me. But it's kind of right beside it, so it creates that shadowy effect. It's kind right. of hard to explain, but it's you know it's like right at the up, edge of a big light, yeah, where it goes from being really bright to really dark because there's, you can't see through that like that transition. Mm-hmm. That's what it was standing in. It's got that ambient light, but not, no direct light shine yeah. into the woods. Yeah, I gotcha. And it actually probably made it harder to see than there not being a light there. Right, exactly, because your eyes can't adjust because mm-hmm. you got that other light blinding you from over here and that light was always on yeah so it had to walk through it at some point to get into the barn oh yeah but it's just weird what do you think what do you mean i don't know but the whole i think yeah. it's uh it's an awesome experience and it's just locally i think to a lot of people because there's a lot of people around here that have seen it that well yes that have seen it but there's also a lot of people that just do not believe in this at all whatsoever and you cannot convince them like oh no i go hunting every year and i ain't never oh my seen gosh. i ain't never seen one like there's they don't exist like that's not how it works i i just want to convince i want to turn one person if i can just turn one person to believe like there's people that have experienced this. There's people you're related to that have experienced this, and they still will like, no, 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 no. Well, everyone around here is like distant, real, distant, real, gosh, distantly related. Yes, because we're all from Kentucky, and we're all related somehow. We're all like third, fourth cousins. Mm-hmm. But there's people I know, like they're they're family members, you know, down the line a little bit, and they still don't believe. Not that they don't believe them, but they don't believe ambi- the fact that there's a Bigfoot that exists. And it's there's one like even spotted locally in our area. It's They just can't be convinced. And to me, it's just not that it's crazy, but like I just don't understand how you can't even have the 
thought that it there's a possibility, even a tinge of possibility. I mean, that's what we've built a whole show around. I know, I know, I know. The, but the, not, I, we literally just did. Uh, the, the, actually, they won't know about it yet. The big cats of Europe. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, but later in this week, you'll hear literally about people that don't believe the big cats of, of UK and it, why that's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's nuts. It, but yeah, I mean, but the amount of people we've had come forward after, especially after we got known as the Bigfoot people, mm-hmm. and like uh, Greg's the example I go to because he literally seen one the same year that was the same size that was very masculine that I hundred percent believe was the same animal, and he hundred percent believe it was the, my it was the Bigfoot I seen was the same Bigfoot he seen, and he probably has the the most detailed descriptive, a very good one. Uh, like he yeah. was t- three Look, foot away from it. He could he could have touched it. Yeah. That's nuts. And it just looked at him. And that's the I thought it was a cow episode. Yeah. So if you haven't heard that one, I implore you to go back and find that episode, listen to it, and it's a great experience. Great experience. But yeah, awesome. I think it's an awesome experience. It's a good one to tell. And it definitely, it, it, it's weird because I don't, I, I don't know it was the combination of uh, more of the supernatural stuff that happened later. Mom being really, really sick. Yeah. Us having to leave our our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot of stuff happened at the end of that year that I think is why we buried it. Yeah. Uh, Mentally, yeah. Yeah, because it's like we didn't talk about it for years, and it's to the point where it wasn't worth it talking about. That it. And I, we talk. I talk to a dad all the time now, and he he only remembers like parts of it. Yeah. And I I mean to keep my he had five six kids. His wife had a a lot going on. His his wife had a cancer that kills almost as many people as live from it. Yeah, and uh, you're working. You got this whole property worked, to take oh care gosh, of. A lot. Yeah, and moving, and just so it's it was a very and then my brother won't talk about it. Yeah, he just won't. He won't. Can't get him to. Hmm. Hmm. And I don't know. It's just it's. He's a very unique individual too. Hopefully, this isn't the one episode he listens to. <laughs> uh, but it just is odd, and then everybody had stuff happen. Yeah, it's it's a, for all you people that have been asking, especially recent. You know, right, right. Here's, here's my Bigfoot encounter. Yep. So retelling the re the revisit, which so I think if, was worth retelling. Yeah, it, and if you guys, this is just showing that I'm not going to think you're crazy. Jay's not going to think you're crazy. No. Uh, I've experienced stuff in my life that, and I've said this before, that how could I tell somebody they didn't have their encounter when mine are so unbelievable? Right, yeah, exactly. Whether you've been abducted by aliens or whatever, Mm -hmm. even if I, even if I don't, if I think it may have been something else, I do believe most people that come forward do believe they experienced experienced what they experienced. Exactly, yeah. They did experience what they believe they experienced, whether that was the actual thing that happened or not. It's another story. Right. That's true, yeah. But, uh, like, alien abductions is a big one, you know. It's, it's, the world's an odd place. And that's an understatement. I mean, we just talked about, uh, later in this week, you'll hear about velvet worms. Right. <laughs> it's a wonderfully odd place. Yeah. I think, I mean, anything else to add? I think that's pretty good. This may be a little bit of a, ooh, big squeak. I gotta oil this. Yeah, I know. Uh, th- this is a little bit of a shorter episode, but it's for you guys. You just tell us what you think about it. You know, you have an encounter you'd like to share. Whether it doesn't have to be Bigfoot related, uh, we're going to start doing. So, if 
you have a small encounter. You don't like like uh, well, you guys heard last week, uh, Sean with the Lost Hyena episode. We would love more of those. If you record, email it to us. Hey, you just gotta give me permission. Hey, you guys can use it for an episode. Just take yeah. the name out. Yeah, or whatever. You know, and we'll kind of build up episodes around it. If you've got a story to share, we will tell it. Share mm-hmm. it with us, and we will t- get it out there. And you're going to hear some really cool encounters in the next couple weeks. Ooh, that exciting. We've, that we've recorded. because uh, And it shows you that the more you look into this stuff, the weirder it gets and the more interconnected things become. Mm-hmm. It paints a Pieces of the puzzle start coming together. I, I don't know about that. Pieces of the puzzle start appearing. It's like, I, I think once you start looking and you think you got the puzzle figured out, somebody dumps another box on top of it. That, Or you realize like, oh, my border piece, there's still more border pieces out there and I already have the I whole border square. Put, yeah, put together. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I've been the Great and Powerful Mystery. And I've been Jay. Together, we are Crips of the Corn Podcast. Thank you and please share the show. Bye! Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn Podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash com. And don't forget, stay magical. goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20.